I think that there's a deeper story here that, that people aren't understanding. The more than 60% of the population that sleeps with an open mouth. And this is destroying our health. Chronic inflammation is behind 95% of modern diseases. And that's what breathing this way will do to your body. You're never, ever really going to be healthy if you're a mouth breather. If you don't believe me, look at the science and look at yourself. And I think you'll be surprised. My name is James Nestor. I'm the author of Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art. Grew up in Southern California in Orange County. My outlet was the ocean, and I just went to the ocean uh, about every day in summertime and, and most days in, in spring and fall as well. I was a terrible breather growing up. I had no idea how to breathe properly. I didn't know that there was such a thing as proper breathing, right? Nobody teaches you that in school. Not until somewhat recently did I ever consider that this was something that we could actually focus and that could improve our health and so much more. We were told this was just normal to have allergies, to have asthma, to have a stuffed nose, to snore, to have sleep apnea. You know, everyone else is doing it. Why, why shouldn't you be doing it as well? So it, it wasn't until much later in life, decades later, when I was an adult that I started suffering from regular bouts of bronchitis and pneumonia, mild pneumonia. And I was eating all the right stuff. I was sleeping eight hours a night. I was exercising all the time, various sports, but my breathing just felt kind of off. Well, I think that there's a deeper story here that, that people aren't understanding. The average person is breathing out of their mouth a lot, and there is a time and place to breathe through your mouth when you're laughing, when you're sighing. That's totally fine. Sometimes at levels, upper level zone four, zone five, you can default to mouth breathing real quick to get a, a burst of oxygen, right? To reset your respiratory system. Completely fine. I'm talking about chronic mouth breathing. I'm talking about the more than 60% of the population that sleeps with an open mouth, and the 25 to 50 percent of the population that habitually mouth breathes during the day while they're conscious. And then we're breathing too much. We're um, breathing too shallow. Um, we're breathing in a way that we're just packing air into the, our lungs, but we're not exhaling fully. First and foremost, it starts with breathing through your nose. And you'd be amazed by how few people actually practice this. When you breathe through the mouth, you tend to breathe very shallowly, right? So you take air in just into the upper parts of the lungs, and then you breathe it out. So when you breathe this shallow, you have to take more and more breaths just to get that oxygen you need to fuel your body. And there's been various studies that have shown when you breathe of, at a rate that's even considered normal, 18 to 20 breaths a minute, you are only able to use about 50% of that oxygen. The reason is so much of that air gets, uh, is just in your mouth, is in your throat, is in the bronchi, but it doesn't get to the lungs. So you're literally just taking air in and exhaling it without using it. And when we breathe this way, we trigger a stress response in our bodies. And this is destroying our health. Chronic inflammation is behind you know, 95% of modern diseases. 
And chronic inflammation can be triggered by this low-grade stress, and that's what breathing this way will do to your body. The first thing I tell people is you have to learn how to breathe through your nose. You're never, ever really going to be healthy if you're a mouth breather. I said that years ago, and I believe it more now than at any other time. That's easier said than done, right? A lot of us have deviated septums. If you're like me, I've broken my nose like three times. Uh, a lot of people have allergies. A lot of people have chronic rhinitis and sinusitis and all the rest. Some people need surgery, okay? I'm not saying everyone just needs to breathe through their noses, but what I've found is the majority of us can get huge benefits by just training yourself to breathe through your nose. That's why a lot of people give up. They say, my performance has gone down. I feel very uncomfortable. I'm not going to do this. This is bad for me. But you have to get over that hump. Sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes months. We are built to be nasal breathers. And if you don't believe this, go look at any other animal in the wild. Check out a cheetah when it's running at 50 miles per hour. It's breathing through its freaking nose the whole time. Humans have gone so far astray that we assume that breathing through the mouth is a normal thing you still hear this from some doctors but anyone who's actually studied this and i've talked to dozens and dozens of rhinologists and pulmonologists there's no controversy about this you've got to breathe through your nose when you fix your breathing and you focus on your breathing and you adopt healthier breathing habits it's going to fix you it's going to help you across the board it may not fix every single one of your problems of course it doesn't but it can only help you and that's what's interesting about breathing. There's no side effects. Sometimes when you take a drug, a pharmaceutical drug or whatever, it's like, yeah, it can help you in some ways, but there's all these other side effects. Fixing your breathing and increasing your healthy breathing only has benefits. So whether or not you're a corporate warrior or a weekend athlete or professional athlete, everybody sees gains everybody, even asthmatics or people with autoimmune issues. Breathe through your nose as often as you can. Don't worry about it if you're breathing through your mouth at some short amounts of time. Exhale fully. A lot of people pack in air. Breathe slowly. Breathe less. So if you just do these things, you're going to see benefits. And if you don't believe me, mark what happens with your heart rate variability. Mark what happens with your blood pressure. Mark what happens with your sleep quality. And you're going to see. Think about how athletes get most of their energy. You'd say, oh, through, through their food. No. No. We get most of our energy through our breath. And if we are not breathing in a way that is efficient, we're never really going to be able to hit that state of peak performance. You want to get that oxygen in the most efficient way. That's what performance is, right? Working at peak, at peak efficiency. And so when you train your breathing in line with your metabolic needs, your heart rate tends to go down, your blood pressure can go down. And so you're able to function at the same rate as you were before, but you have more energy because your heart rate is lower, even though you're performing at the same state. 
So again, this stuff isn't controversial. This is the basis of athletic performance is efficiency. The data's all there, right? The history's there. No one's arguing with it, but it's so surprising that people haven't picked up on this earlier. Breathing has been found to just breathing and developing proper breathing techniques to be very effective in reducing the symptoms and sometimes entirely reversing asthma and panic. Some autoimmune diseases, some people with autoimmune dysfunction can respond very well to getting their breathing in check, especially their breathing at night. Add in some cold exposure, a cold bath, a cold shower, and the science is very clear how effective this is for your immune function to get things back on balance. I'm, I'm convinced that you will never ever be healthy if you aren't breathing in a healthy manner. So you can eat the right foods, you can exercise all the time, But if you're going to bed at night and snoring and have sleep apnea and hyperventilating throughout the day and mouth breathing, you're never, ever going to be healthy. So I'm not saying it's the only thing you need to do. I would never say that, but it is definitely one of those essential pillars of health. And I think it's been left out in the cold for a long time. Everyone's clued in, right? Anyone who pays attention to this stuff, what you eat is important, right? We all know that now. Uh, exercise is important. We know that now. Sleep is important. Okay, sure. But people haven't been talking about breathing and how breathing applies to all those things. Again, we take 30 pounds of air in and out of our lungs every single day. Far more than we eat or drink. If you think how we're taking that air in, how we're exhaling it, isn't going to affect you, then you're just not being reasonable and you're not looking at the basic tenets of our physiology. Look at any other animal, how they're breathing. Look at a newborn baby, right? Breathes into his stomach. Very smooth, rhythmic pattern. So just look to nature as a guide. And look what happens to your stress levels. Look what happens to your heart rate variability. Look what happens to your blood pressure throughout the day when you adopt healthy breathing patterns. If you don't believe me, look at the science and look at yourself and how you respond to this stuff. And I think you'll be surprised.